Welcome to Sister Scriptorians, where we are devoted to learning, likening, and lifting others one principle at a time. Episode 83, A Bible, A Bible, We've Got a Bible. Welcome back from Thanksgiving. I hope your Thanksgiving was full of warmth and good graces and peace. (laughs) That's what we all want, isn't it? And if it wasn't, I hope that you can see the path on how to get back there. And if you're in need of my help with that, I am now offering Sister Scriptorians Coaching that helps Latter-day Saint women connect the principles that we learn from our Heavenly Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, and we learn how to apply them in our everyday. We get into the nitty-gritty so that we can grow and allow our circumstances to finally start working for our good. So I can help you with that. With little tweaks in your perspective and with the help of the Spirit that you already have, great change can happen in your life. So contact me at sisterscriptorians at yahoo.com. Email me and register for my 10-session program that begins in January. I also offer free mini-sessions for you to meet me and see if you think I would be a good fit for you. This is all internet-based, and so you don't even need to leave your home. I will come to you (laughs) through the internet. Isn't it awesome? So my Thanksgiving was wonderful. It was a time for reconnecting with my family, and I loved it. And it was also a time to learn from one another. I spent a lot of time just observing, watching how other people do things and learning from them. It's great when you get to a place when you just are okay that you don't have everything figured out yet, and your heart is open to learn how to do things in a better way and how to love in a better way. I love that the holidays begin with this experience, with Thanksgiving and the opportunity to learn of possibilities, of what we can tweak in our lives. And as we contemplate our blessings, we then move into Christmas with an added emphasis of appreciation or of remembering our Savior with the humility that honoring an infant's birth brings. It is a time of reflection and increased reaching out to our Lord to become like Him. Our service at this season transforms us. It softens our hearts as we receive His Spirit, as we receive His birth, His gift of life that He has given to each one of us. With the beginning of the new year, no wonder we're ready to make goals to improve to shed the old and to embrace something new. Yes, I think even eating all of the goodies (laughs) even triggers our bodies to want to desire something new and something better. And as we follow the trilogy of the seasons, we evolve little by little into what we're intended to become. It begins with giving thanks and opening our hearts to new ideas and then coming to the Lord through Christmas and service and love, and finally, then shedding the old and beginning again anew with new goals and new perspectives and new things to reach for with new hope. Sister Scriptorians, this season, be kind to yourself. Experience this season with ease and hope 
and not shame or a rush to fix everything. It can be the best time of year if we just take one step at a time. And I'm going to take my own advice on that and take one step at a time. Remember, the Lord has revealed to us many times that He gives to us the children of men line upon line, precept upon precept. He doesn't expect perfection from you yet. You aren't complete. How can you be when He hasn't opened up your understanding to a fullness yet? And for those of us who are trying to be ready, He is pleased and time is on your side. And just keep trying. It's those who aren't trying that the Lord is concerned about. It's those who aren't accepting His Word or finding value in it that need our concern as well. Remember last week, I told you that there were a couple of woes that Nephi stated that I was saving for today. Woe be unto him that saith, We have received and we need no more. And woe be unto him that shall say, We have received the word of God, and we need no more word of God, for we have enough. Is there ever a good time to draw a line and say, Okay, we've received enough. Thank you, Lord. No more direction is needed, Lord. No more counsel, please. No more warning or adding light. We've got it. And as far as his word goes, we would be foolish to assume that he has not reserved for the appropriate circumstances to reveal the counsel that we will exactly need in order to be able to be victorious over what we are facing. We do that in our parenting, right? We don't, as soon as our child is born, give all of our knowledge. We wait until they need it. Little by little, precept upon precept. Our Lord works in the same way, and he proclaims, Blessed are those who hearken unto my precepts, and lend an ear unto my counsel, for they shall learn wisdom. For unto him that receiveth, I will give more. That's in verse 30 of 2 Nephi chapter 28. In an ungreedy way, I want to qualify to receive more. And knowing that receiving more from a God of abundance doesn't mean that it is being taken away from others, but only increases my capacity to receive more. Well, it's lovely, isn't it? Incredibly, there are children of God who will say that they have had enough, no more. And the Lord says, from them shall be taken away even that which they have. It's this behavior of the Gentiles that Nephi addresses in chapter 29. The Lord warns us, actually calls those who say this, he calls them fools. Thou fool that shall say a Bible, we've got a Bible and we need no more Bible. The Lord says that many Gentiles shall say a Bible, a Bible, we have got a Bible and there cannot be any more Bible. The glory of the coming forth of the Book of Mormon is that it is the signal of the Lord's that he is keeping his promise. Look at verse 1 and 2 in 2 Nephi chapter 29. But behold, there shall be many at that day when I shall proceed to do a marvelous work in wonder. And remember, the marvelous work is referring to the restoring of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
reorganizing his church among the inhabitants of the earth with his priesthood and the proper structure to receive revelation from him with prophets and apostles to proclaim his word. That is the marvelous work. The marvelous work is for us to receive more from him. And when he begins to do this, this is the sign that he is remembering his covenants and setting his hand again the second time to recover his people. It is also a time in which the Lord is keeping his promises that he made to Nephi and to also his father Lehi, that he will remember their seed and that the words of their seed should proceed forth out of his mouth unto their seed. That is the Book of Mormon. The Lord says his words shall hiss forth unto the ends of the earth for a standard unto my people. Let's take a minute to remember what covenant or promise that the Lord is saying that he is remembering. It is the Abrahamic covenant. A covenant that applies to you and I as well because we have made covenants with God. We, therefore, are recipients of the Abrahamic covenant. It is the three Ps that will be available to us, priesthood, posterity, and a promised land. And I want you to think of these in terms of exaltation that we are aspiring towards and how all of these will be our blessing upon us. It is also the Lord's promise to Abraham that he will always have the Lord's spirit to be with him, to bless him. And those who help Abraham will be blessed and to curse those that curse Abraham. And does this sound familiar? It should in some part. It is what we too are promised when we are baptized. It is what we are promised when we renew our covenants and partake of the sacrament. When the Lord's marvelous work and wonder proceeded to come forth, the Lord reestablished his promises among his disciples, among you and I. And with that comes his word, his standard. But there will be some who don't want it. They will say that there can't be any more Bible. But the Lord will say, O fools, they shall have a Bible, and it shall proceed forth from the Jews, my ancient covenant people. And what thank they, the Jews, for the Bible which they receive from them? Yea, what do the Gentiles mean? Do they remember the travails and the labors and the pains of the Jews and their diligence unto me in bringing forth salvation unto the Gentiles? That has been one thing that has made an impression upon my heart this year in participating in Come Follow Me and reading the New Testament. And that is the sacrifice of the early apostles to reflect back and record their experiences with Jesus, to take the time to do that. And then the travel beyond the limits that they ever imagined they would travel beyond, breaking down barriers that their culture had ingrained within them to teach the gospel of Jesus Christ and extend its blessings to all. They were rejected and mocked. Some were stoned and falsely accused and imprisoned. And eventually they were eliminated, which brought forth the great apostasy. And that isn't even addressing the persecution that each group of saints received as they committed themselves to the gospel and then were hated and were even killed for their beliefs. Our appreciation is the least that we owe them, not our despising. And all of this is evidence that we worship a God 
who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is a God who speaks to his children. He pours out his light upon us. His purposes have not changed. Of course we will receive more of his word then. It is to be expected and anticipated. We receive this through the prophet of God. But there are other nations that have also received his word. And it will be exciting to us. As it was to the Nephites when King Mosiah translated the Jaredite record. Remember that? And they learned of this ancient people who'd come from the Tower of Babel and were brought by the hand of the Lord to the same land of promise that their ancestors had been brought to. And they will read about the outpouring of the Spirit that the Jaredites received before their wickedness overtook them. Sister Scriptorians, Let's commit to not ever murmur if such an opportunity ever comes to us. And let's prepare our children to look forward to this potential blessing unfolding in their lives of more words of God. When it occurs, it will be the Lord witnessing to us that He is God. Know ye not that the testimony of two nations is a witness unto you that I am God that I remember one nation like unto another. Wherefore, I speak the same words unto one nation like unto another. And when the two nations shall run together, the testimony of the two nations shall run together also. We live in an exciting time. When we stop to see the restored gospel of Jesus Christ for what it is, the rapid unfolding and the fulfilling of his promises, you can see how perhaps we've been living below our potential. You can see where our faith can expand even greater than what it is today. And our hope can thrive and shine brighter. Our confidence can increase and our fear can be cast out. God hasn't changed. He is talking to his people, to the Jew, to the Nephites, and to the other lost tribes of Israel. He is revealing his word to President Russell M. Nelson. We can feel that, can't we? And we can testify that he is talking to us collectively. And as we follow the counsel from our prophet to increase our ability to receive personal revelation, then we can also say that he is speaking to us individually. He is showing us in more profound ways that his hand is outstretched to us still. So are you grateful for it? Are you gratefully engaging in learning his word and accepting his additional words? Are you striving to aspire to his standard, line upon line, precept upon precept? It's what he asks of you. It's what he asks of me. It's all he asks of us, as he lovingly remembers his covenants to us. Sister Scriptorians, are you grateful for the Book of Mormon? I encourage you this week to share something from the Book of Mormon that touches your heart. Send it in a text, refer to it to uplift someone else in conversation, or express your feelings around the dinner table tonight with your family. Set up your home to be one that is gratefully indulging in and anticipating additional words of God. Make it a great day.